Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 182 of Not The Footy Show. Warwick Nicholson in Sydney. And up there on the technologically advanced Gold Coast is Mr. Rob Cobb. Wonderful to be here, Warwick, as per usual, mate. And I'm sorry for any inconsistencies with the mobile phone because uh, apparently Queensland still likes to use 3G. I think they've poured all of their money and resources into winning state, state of origins and uh, left their telco by the wayside. Yes, yeah, the important things, uh, evidently. Uh, quick one. Um, we're going to talk about a really important element to the start of the footy season, but you've just revealed something very, very personal to me, mate. How are the glasses? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh, so so I'm I'm up here on the Gold Coast or, or near the Gold Coast and uh, uh, sitting on my bed here and just, uh, moved over to one side to grab my Cooper's pail up. And as I did, I um, I stepped on my glasses and broke them. So yeah, not good. Spectacles destroyed. See, anyway, that is the kind of honesty with. and raw uh, insight you get on the footage show, everybody. You know, we could have just gone and talked about rugby league, but. Broken glasses, that is the way to start a podcast. The question, though, I do have for you, mate, is uh, did you know the rugby league season's about to begin? I do, mate, because I shot a game of rugby league last night, actually. Not an NRL game. I shot a Super League game in Wollongong, um, the Hull and Wigan game in Wollongong, which was quite entertaining. I liked it. It was. My main question out of that, though, is no nines, no all-stars. Yeah. Yeah, it's is a that little... a good way to start the season? I guess what I'm asking you. Yeah? Uh, okay, well, mate, I don't particularly like the nines. Um, it's a selfish reason why I don't like them. Um, I, uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the nines, mate. I think it's, uh, I don't even think it's a real good lead up for any players. I mean, you've got forty odd year olds sometimes playing in it. It's a, you know, it's just a novelty. I'm not really into it, mate. I'll leave it. I'll take it or leave it, but I'll in fact leave it. I think um, I the Indigenous game I really like. I, yes, I really I enjoy the Indigenous game. I, I, you know, the All Stars thing. Um, but I think it's, mate, mate. I think it's time to bring back the preseason competition, the knockout, the round robin, the competition. That's what I think. There it is. Well, you've probably got views at home as well. Uh, my viewpoint is that the Indigenous All Stars game uh, needs to be on the schedule every single year. Final of the nines going by the wayside. As entertaining as it is to get excited about seeing new players and maybe some old players and all the rest of it, I really thought that the Indigenous All-Stars game was a great way to open our season. Uh, opening up with the Super League game, I'm all for what they're doing and bringing the game down here, but I sort of yep. stumbled across it last night when I got home. Oh, there's a game on. That's yeah. something else. Uh, it's just, I think the NRL, I know they've decided to take some time off after the World Cup. I get all that, but you still got to have some sort of opening event, and I don't think they've really... Um, made something of it, because there was, if, and you would have known this as well, there was actually an Indigenous uh, carnival yesterday at Redfern. Um, yeah, I, I did see that, but I didn't know anything about it until I saw it on Instagram. And that's exactly where I sat with it as well. That's just a bit disappointing, because it, it deserves a bit more uh, airtime than it got. This is episode 182 of Not The Footy Show. We'll talk some actually decent football talk after the break. Cartwright! Cartwright! Not The Footy Show. Show?
if I was to improve as a player and get where I want to be you know, as a player, this was the best place to do it. Okay, let's jump in to one of the big news items of the last week or two, Cogsmith. Uh, mm. I believe not only you on the Gold Coast, but you may have run into a guy called Bryce Cartwright. Is that true? <laughs> no, mate, I haven't run into Bryce yet, um, although we're having a Thai meal tonight. So maybe I'll run into him down at the, uh, the Thai Patong or something like that uh, while I'm picking up my uh, char-grilled um, uh, squid. I'm not sure, but I know he's up here somewhere. Um, he's not in the riff anymore, mate. He has left the building. I like the move. I think Bryce Cartwright has a lot more to give. I think what we saw from him two years ago was just fantastic football. And uh, you know, much I know how much I like a, a good footballer who doesn't play too much structure and all the rest of it and just plays what's in front. I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing the opportunities he gets at the Titans. The last podcast we had, we spoke about uh, the fact that the Titans sort of got mucked around a little by Jared Hayne and, and then their salary cap. Who could they sign to? to use up the money? Well, here's your answer. Bryce Cartwright is the one who will get the bulk of the Jay Hayne money. It only cost another player as well, John Olive, who picked up a deal with the Bulldogs. They released him the day before they got Cartwright. But the big question here is not so much how will Bryce Cartwright go on, on the Gold Coast, as, as great as it is for the Titans to get a player like that. The question is, why did the Penrith Panthers let him go, Cocksmith? Well, Mate, I, I really I don't know the story um, as far as the inside line goes. I, I do understand he had a tumultuous year last year yep. uh, off the field. Uh, a lot of things happened, which is easy to find out if you want. Go and Google it. I'm not about to repeat it. Um, but, look, I, I think he needed a change of scenery, mate. I, I really do. I, I'm, I'm not sure if he gets along with uh, Coach Gould um, or Coach Griffin. Um, I'm, I'm unsure of that. I, I think it's a good move for him, though. I think... Um, you know, I think it's a bad move. I, I think it's I think it's a shame for Penrith because they've developed him and they've they've nurtured him along. But I, I think you know he's a big bird now. He can fly out of the nest and he's yeah. uh, he's off to the Titans and um, and good luck to him. I think it's a it's a great buy for the Titans if he fires. He is hoping he hasn't lost his mojo. I don't think he has. He's a class player. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I really look forward to seeing him play in that Titans uh, that Titans team. And I think he's going to leave a fairly big hole. In um, in the Penrith team, to be honest. Yeah, I think the, the best Penrith team is more a point there. When they get everyone together and, and move around, he just makes them like really strong. Um, where I think he plays the Titans, though, look, personally, I'd probably play him at six. I think he's an upgrade on Kane Elgi, and I also think that allows you to play Proctor and um, James on the edges and a guy like Jarrett Arrow at lock. But uh, Garth Brennan has come out and said that he will play at lock forward. Uh, do you agree with that? Well, look, it's a it's a weird position, the, the back row now, isn't it? Because a lot of teams are going with a, with a third prop on the field at lock. Um, I, I, I'll, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a classic 5'8". He's an edge player. Um, he's probably more like a, uh, you know, like a, a, an edge player, which is a centre come second rower. Yep. Um, I don't think he's that good with the ball in his hands. I, I you know, and I'm only going what I saw last year a little bit. He was a bit rusty when he came back from his injuries and whatnot. Um, I think he's best on concentrating on not being a 5'8". Um, I think his future is in the second row. Um, locked forward, second row, it's, it's much of a muchness, but it looks like they're going to go with three back rowers rather than two back rowers and, a, and another front rower at 13. Which I actually um, don't so, mind. From an, from an old stage point of view, the 13 used to be a bit like that as well. Uh, which is always good to see when Jason Smith comes to mind. In that yeah, role. yeah, 
Yeah, 100%. And I think you'll even find that Brett Kenny may have finished his career at 13. Yep. Unfortunately, he had a you know, terrible end to his career. But but you're right, a lot of 5.8s um, who might get a little bit slower still have the finesse in their hands um, and the, don't have as much speed in their legs. You know, back in the old days, used to find themselves at 13. Um so maybe he could, maybe it could be a, a, you know, everything old is new again kind of thing. Um, but look, wherever he plays, um, if we see the old Bryce Cartwright, um, it'll be, a, it'll be really good for the Titans. Yeah, great move from the Titans. We'll talk about something next, and not the footy show. Cheap, nasty, and downright boring. Not the footy show. Okay, it's time for something next on not the footy show. I must admit, I wasn't actually looking at my run sheet, so I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> Uh, okay, here we go. We've got a question. We've, the, the famous WhatsApp group has come good with the questions. We'll have the, the prize music a little bit later when we get to our quiz. Hold on. Can I ask a question? Yeah, mate. Am I in or not? Am I allowed in that WhatsApp group yet? Hence, hence the prize music quiz at the end of the, end of the show. Just, we'll just go wait on. for everybody. It's going to be amazing. It's been written by somebody else, so hopefully it's actually yeah. decent, and uh, we'll see how you travel. One of the questions, though, from Glenn is he says, what's your thoughts on the supposed revamp? of the TPAs, the third-party agreements. Okay. You want to know what my – I don't think there should be any third-party agreements. Mm-hmm. I think they're all I, they're, they're all horseshit, to be honest with you. I think they're uh, – some clubs have got so much money in third-party agreements that they're paying players. It's an unfair advantage. If the salary cap isn't enough now um, to fit <laughs> premium players yeah. within that – what is it now? Nine and a quarter, Someone nine and a half, now, whatever yeah. it is. It's a lot of money, um, considering what it was ten years ago. Third-party agreements should be scrapped, and they should be they should be um, investigated thoroughly when yet they're found out to be given a little brown paper bag. I, I don't think they're fair on the game. <clears throat> I, I, mate, I don't agree with them at all. They've got to go. They've got to go. Well, let's quote Todd Greenberg in the Herald. Uh, this is his viewpoint. Uh, on third-party agreements is where they stand right now. I'll just read it uh, word for word. He says, ultimately, the salary cap is there to ensure talent is equalised across the competition, which is our greatest strength. Any changes or additions we make to the TPA system needs to reflect that too. When I talk to people who have issues with TPAs, I hear a lot of problems, but I don't hear many solutions. This happens quite a lot. This happens quite often in the game. I think club CEOs want to have a strong voice in this, and I'm looking forward to having a discussion with them next week yeah yeah it's a lot of words in that the bit that i take umbrage with if you want to use that strong word is Mm. i hear a lot of problems but i don't hear a lot of solutions with the greatest of respect as the ceo of the nrl isn't that kind of what we need you to come up with well, I, look, here's the thing, to be fair to Todd, I think the best thing that any CEO of any company can do is surround themselves with people that have ideas. If you haven't got many yourself, and let's be honest, uh, no person is an endless fountain of ideas, mm-hmm. um, but, but find the right group of people to surround yourself with that will give you those ideas. Um, look, the third-party agreements, I can toss one up. Here's one for you. Every club should only be given a certain amount of dollars per year for third-party agreements, right? Um, and it should be a minimal amount. And what it should be used for is to use for, for those premium signings, you know. So, so every club should be um, should have a should have a salary cap on their third party agreements, which could be say two hundred thousand dollars. All right, and then it's up to the club to divvy that money out to across their board, across the board of players. I mean, um, to you know, and but that's it. 
That's it. That's not a Brisbane, mate. Brisbane has an endless supply of third-party agreements to, to you know, in some cases they're going two and three million dollars a year over their salary cap. Yeah. You know, with third-party agreements, there needs to be a cap on the third-party agreements, and it needs to be, um, it needs to fit in with with the uh, salary cap, and it should be all come under the salary cap auditor, who should know everything, and it should be the same for every single club. So I say I say pick the club that's got the least um, opportunities to get third-party agreements and go with that number. Yeah, I hear. I think there's a key element to this whole discussion and the direction that you're going, and it and it comes back to where um, Todd's quote is. I hear a lot of problems. One of those problems is that people claim, why don't we have visibility on these third-party agreements? I mean, to your point, yeah. you say we should have a, a cap on it. Well, at the moment, we have no visibility whatsoever. And I'll take this yep. to a further point. If that's the issue that they're throwing up, well, that's a pretty te- oh, theoretically easy thing to um, reveal. But I think that's the problem. The NRL is well, basically throwing it up here and saying we don't really know what's going on. And well, that is, isn't yeah. that a problem? Well, I would have thought so. But here's the here's the kicker. Don Ferner, the um, CEO of the Raiders, just like last week, um, was quizzed about something. Uh, there could have been another Josh Hodgson question or whatever it was. Oh, it was the Dave Taylor. The Dave, the Dave Taylor would he, would he come back. And he openly said, we've only just had the salary cap order to come down to Canberra to clear us for 2018. Mm. It's February, and we don't know whether the Raiders and or other teams are under the cap for 2018. I mean, yeah, right. that, yeah. that to me is, is a massive concern. Look, I'm not having a go at anybody at the NRL in regards to you know whether they're doing their job on time or anything like that. It's just the processes clearly aren't in play to have all this locked off months before and this is the challenge that we've got when it comes to third-party agreements if we don't have any visibility publicly on what they are which is one thing for us but if the nrl is only getting this stuff sorted in february or the first week of last week of january it suggests that they're not 100 percent across them either and this is the real issue that we have is that how are you going to crack down on something you're not even sure what's going on it's 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 a real concern because i'll throw another thing in the mix here Jeremy Lattimore is one of the spokespeople for the RLPA, and he basically came out today and um, or the other day and said sort of along the lines of what people have been calling out forever: player salary should be made public. And you throw these kind of things into the mix, and and I go back to Todd's first comment in this quote, and it says ultimately the salary cap is there to ensure talent is equalised across the competition, which is our greatest strength. And if you take a grain of salt, what we've said for the last five minutes, but the question that is raised out of that is, do we even know how well the salary cap is being adhered to by the clubs? Is that a fair comment? Well, that is a fair comment. And we um, <clears throat> clearly, um, with the late um, <clears throat> ratifying of, of salary caps going on down in Canberra, we don't know uh, you know, where they're at. I'm sure the, the, the NRL are close um, to making sure all clubs are under the cap. Yep. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree with Jeremy Lattimore, and it's very selfless of him to, to toss that up, by the way, yep. because most players do not want you to know what they're on for one reason or another. They, they consider it private business, and I do get that slant, but um, we're, we're in a, you know, this is a sport that is meant to be based on, on um, uh, you know, equality as far as money being spent. Now, clubs aren't forced to spend their, their whole cap. That's, that's, you know, that's a given, and that's fine, because some of them don't have the money to, to pay, but... Um, you know, they're not forced. But I think that if if every player of their top 25 or 30 players 
if you knew exactly how much they're on, mate, it is not hard, is it? No. If 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 is it, what is the salary cap now? Is it nine point five? Honestly, it changes every couple of days. Okay. In the paper. Let's call it nine point five for a moment, for for sake of argument. If thirty players, if their salaries add up to more than nine point five, they're over. <laughs> okay, that's it. If thirty players, if their salaries add up to less than nine point five, they're under and they're sweet to go. But can it be any easier? Uh, I know I'm making it basic, but it, can it be any easier than that? I'll throw two more things as we get off this topic, and I can't disagree with yep. what you're saying. Um, another couple sure. of things that were pointed out in this WhatsApp group were there should be a point system introduced. Now, straight away, I'm going to say, well, when would you actually allocate the points to the players' abilities and all the rest of it? You, you can never get a time in the whole season where that will make sense, given you can sign players six months, 12 months beforehand. Never yeah. going to happen, never going to work. It's probably going to create more issues. In, when I say point system, everybody, it means that a Jonathan Thurston's a 10 and a yeah. um, Nathan Cleary might be an 8 at this stage. And Well, okay, well, there's issues with that. I've got to be honest, oh, no. there's issues with that because Bryce Cartwright um, in 2016 uh, was an 8 or yeah. an 8 and a half. Today, he's a 6. And when does, it, when does it cross over? That's, that's the big problem against that thing. It will never happen because yeah. it just, it just, there's yeah. no way it's you a, can fairly do it but the, to be able to do it fairly, even remotely, is to then have to freeze all player movement until after those ratings had been reallocated. People get, good, right. people get good during a season. They make origin. All of a sudden, a player that started off as a six, everyone thinks, oh, he's probably a nine. Like, it, it just the, the amount of issues that would create is ridiculous. The yeah. other part of it is a luxury tax. And as someone else said in the WhatsApp group, if you had a luxury tax introduced on the cap, the Broncos and the Roosters would have every great player going around in rugby league right now. <laughs> Uh, quick one. Let's um, jump to another uh, topic after this on oh, Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. Peter, an outstanding performance today. Yeah, particularly uh, defensive performance. I think we um, uh, made up for last week's lapses in defence and went back to the great defensive side that we are. And I think that put Balmain uh, totally off their game, Graham. Sets up another great parameter. Can we make same clash? Yes, uh, it's the story of the 80s now. Um, we've played in five of the last eight, eight grand finals and... Um, uh, and a final as well. They've won two in a row and, and we've won two, so we're up for the sixth. Okay, we're into the third segment of the footy show. This is what we're going to try and do every uh, week, uh, if not maybe a couple of times a week, is try and get through a couple of topics quick, uh, sharp, uh, to the point, and then make no sense. You know, not sure if which order that'll be in, but effectively that's what we're going to try and do uh, each week. It also allows us to uh, edit the thing in hopefully you know, 45 minutes or less. Quickly, Ray yep. Dibb, the chairman of the Bulldogs, is no longer the chairman of the Bulldogs. There was a vote today, mm. and uh, Dibb is gone. See you later, Ray. Uh, mate, I didn't see that coming, actually. I thought he was safe. Yep. Um, but um, obviously, you know, there's still a little bit of fallout going on from, from Desi's days and whatnot, and they obviously don't think that um, that Ray and co make it, uh, are making good decisions. So, um They've decided to, to act, the members, and, uh, you know, um, Lynn Anderson. And who else is on that bill, mate, with Lynn Anderson that's won? Well, I should probably have done that research. I think it is uh, – I'm reading from a, a, a excerpt that I pulled out. Uh, Ballasty, yep. Price, and Chris Anderson, Paul Dunn, and Curry. Curry, I know the first name. I can't remember what it is. What it is. But effectively, it could be. what I can tell you is that Dib got 346 votes. He was yep. voted the 12th. If you go popular, the twelfth it was twelfth out of eighteen candidates. That is wow. a gigantic drop. Um, and there's a thing that comes out of this that I really wanted to discuss in this. It's not so much 
there's new leadership of the Bulldogs and what that means, and there's new coaches, there's new players, there's a heck of a lot of new things at the Dogs. What I wanted to explore was the the case involving Des Hasler because he's taking them to court for a bunch of reasons. But what, two things come to mind. One is Dib will still be a witness, obviously, but now the new board coming in has to get up completely up to speed on the position of the club, don't they? That is a massive job ahead of them. Yeah. Um, look, I, I don't get into to legal battle, battles all that much, but I think um, I think maybe Ray's testimony will have changed now that he's left. I'm not sure mm. if he's liable for anything. A lot, you know. Again, the very legal kind of things. But um, uh, I think Des is going to get some money. There's no way in the world he's not. Mm. Um, he's going to get something. I don't know if he's going to get what he, exactly he wants, but. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, you know, because I I really didn't think I did I read it completely wrong. I, I really thought that that Dib was sweet um, at least for another term, um, but you know the 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 Bulldogs members and and a lot of NRL members, you know, they obviously hold a bit of a grudge. They they saw twenty um, probably twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, you know, as years that weren't ideal. Um, and the way that they were playing football more than anything with under Hasler, mm-hmm. under Coach Hasler, um, I don't think bringing in uh, Dean Pay was – I don't think they brought him in soon enough. And, um, you know, I think that um, they just decided to, to sweep him out. And also because Lynn Anderson has got the, um, you know, the bull, the bull, uh, the bullfrog um, – uh, bloodline, you know, the old family club and whatnot, and being married to Chris Anderson, a, uh, a former legend of uh, the Bulldogs, uh, Steve Price, another former legend, Paul Dunn, an ex-player. I think they're, they're trying to really go back to their roots there at the, the Bulldogs, you know. Yeah, and just hope that that uh, approach isn't as dated as the last time that was successful for them. Uh, quick one. Um, last year, I think I mentioned on the show, I was a Bulldogs member. My flatmate's Bulldogs fan, so I bought him one for his birthday. I think it cost us yep. 140 bucks or something like that for the year. It's down to 110 for the full season this year. Uh, so well done, Bulldogs. I don't know if I'll actually still get it, uh, but the price is certainly in a range that, seriously, if you wanted to go to all the Bulldogs games and the reciprocals at ANZ, 110 bucks ain't a bad price. Uh, good price, yeah. Good price. Yeah. Uh, we'll wrap up the show with the uh, the Amco Cup quiz for Mr. Cogsmith after the break. <laughs> Tonight we're offering a trip to ancient Turkey, a $12,000 gold watch collection, the amazing BMW 318Ti Sport, and the cash jackpot of $120,000. All on the world's richest quiz, Sale of the Century. And now, a big Thursday night welcome for Glenn Ridge. Thank you very much, Peter. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Sale. It's great to be with you on this Thursday night. It's also great to see our carryover chat back again. Rob Cox. Like everyone, Cocksmith is not ready for this, but we are going to get into it anyway. Uh, to recap, if you've never listened to the show before, which I'm sure is nobody because nobody just turns up and randomly comes across this show. But effectively, I'm in a uh, WhatsApp group with a bunch of um, interesting individuals. It's called the Amco Cup. And they have been considering the request from Cocksmith to be part of this group. Now, one of the keys of this group is that you have to be playing um, NRL Fantasy. Now, Cocksmith refuses to play this game. So we've been trying to work out over the last sort of six months or so, how do we get Cocksmith in? Well, they've devised a, an entry point for you, Cocksmith. Are you ready for it? Yeah, go on. Okay, so I'm going to start the uh, prize music right about 
now, and here we go. We have the Amco Cup Quiz. Um, there's that music in the background, and basically, you're going to have to pass a certain amount of these questions correctly in order to get into the Amco Cup. Are you ready, Mr. Cocksmith? Can I just ask a quick question? What year was the Amco Cup last played? Are you asking me that? Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, 1983. Okay, so I was 11 years old. Go on. <laughs> I might have made that up. It might have been 1941. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the first question comes from BC. He says, where did Curtis Rona play junior football? Well, Curtis Rona, okay. Um, he, geez, I'm going to toss a couple up here. I believe he played in WA. I think that's correct. Now, the beautiful thing about this quiz, everybody, is that they have not provided the answers. So it's actually a quiz for myself <laughs> as well. <laughs> I think he played in WA. And I, and I know I'm going he played right. for the Bulldogs and he played for North Queensland. And I think he might have played a bit of rugby union in WA. Yeah, that's why, well. one of the reasons he went back. I think Western Australia is correct. So you're one for one. Let me just go. mark that down. Tick. Uh, question number two. Glebe Dirty Reds are back this year. When did they last yeah. play in the top tier? Mate, I know I'm trying to not to swear here. Um, <laughs> give me a, give me a, give me a decade. Uh, 1930 something. No, 1940 something. Make it 30s. Between the 30s and 40s. I'm struggling. <laughs> I'll tell you in a sec because I have to uh, do the, uh, the. You're going to Google it. Google search. I don't have Google. When did you say? What, what was your year? Between the 30s and 40s. Oh, you missed by a year. They departed in 1929. So, All right. So, third question three. Who is the bigger myth in NRL fantasy football? Is it Big T <laughs> or 121 Gigawatts? 121 Gigawatts is the biggest of the lot, mate. I mean, he is a myth, an absolute myth. <laughs> well, that's correct. I don't know the answer, but that's correct. <laughs> Question four, this is from a different individual. This is Glenn. He says, uh, which current NRL team has the longest premiership drought? Oh, uh, you mean like up until now or? So when, yeah, so they, they, they obviously, you know, Cronulla ended their bad one from 67 the other, other okay. year. Do you know who it is? Let me think about it for one moment, mate. I've got to quickly go through this. Um, it'd have to be Auckland Warriors, not New Zealand. No. They've never won one. No. They've never won one. New Zealand have never won. Yeah, but it's not the longest drought. Well, if you've never won one. Yeah, but they've only come in. They only came in in 1995. Oh, okay, righto. Um, all right, so it would have to be. Man, I'm trying to think of the clubs. Um, this is where podcasting just goes to a peak level. Parramatta. Parramatta is correct. I will, I will give you a pass on that one, even though Thanks. you completely, I didn't even Google it. You I completely didn't misunderstood the question is. originally, but that's all right. Yeah, um, sorry. My phone's over on a window ledge, so I couldn't even Google it. Go <laughs> oh, good. Question five. I want three adjectives to describe Ricky Stewart. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Honest, reliable, and warm. <laughs> Question seven. <laughs> Thing is, I reckon two of those are true. Uh, <laughs> you would. <laughs> what is the forecasted attendance for round one at Henson Park? I'll give you a clue. 
I'll give you a clue. It's going to be the same yeah. as um, round three, seven, nine, fifteen, twenty-seven, eighty-six. Oh, I need to know who the blue bags are playing. No, no, no. Listen to the question again. Yeah. What is the forecasted crowd for round one at Henson Park? Oh, they're not playing. Okay, I'm going to have to say it. It's, it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a smell bowl. Uh, because every single game they announce the exact oh, same crowd, right. the same amount. I'm sure. Uh, if, yeah. if you couldn't get the, it's it's eight nine seven two. So I'm guessing that is the answer that they are after. Um, so <laughs> okay, that's sorry, a no. Please. You've missed out there. You've got you've got the Ricky. You got Ricky right. Have, so let's just. I have played at Hanson Park though. Does that matter? Uh, how many people turned up to watch you? Eight nine seven two. Okay, I'm giving you that one correct. <laughs> so well done. Uh, <laughs> where did Curtis Rona play football? That's correct. You missed out on the Dirty Red, so you won from two. Biggest Smith. Oh, that was an either or, so that counts. You're three from uh, two from three. Current yeah. team longest drought. Look, I'm going to be harsh on you. I'm going to say you got that wrong now, in because yeah. you you played so well along with Henson Park. Uh, yeah. Honest, reliable, warm. That's Ricky Stewart. So that's one, yep. two, three, four from six so far. Question number seven. Yep. How many craft breweries? Yeah, I can't say the word. How many craft bre- yeah. <laughs> breweries? Breweries. Brian Brewery. Remember him with the weather? Um, how many craft Brian breweries are within a two kilometer radius of said Henson Park? Three. I, I, they didn't provide the answer. I couldn't tell you. I know that there's at least two. Because when we went and watched a game there Absolutely. at some point. Now, well, I know of another one because a mate of mine, um, he lives right next door to, well, sorry, two doors from Henson Park, and he brews his own beer. Well, there you go. That, so that'll work for I me. I could be right. Give it to me anyway. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, now, the next question, question number eight, and we're, we're up to the, um, really, this is the last question. Yeah. He asks, was, what is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s mobile number? Mate, I can't remember. Um, I know he wants. I know he wants him to show him the money. Um, he wants some Quan. I remember that, but I don't remember the number. Well, it's know. funny you say that because this morning at eight uh, fifty-eight a.m., I had a missed phone call from Cuba. The number is plus five three two four six zero five three eight seven. I am not making that up, everybody. I actually got a phone call from Cuba. I didn't answer it clearly. Uh, the only thing I can think of Cuba is Cigars, Kramer, and that really bad Die Another Day movie, James Bond. Well, they did some mm. strange things, but um, uh, that, that yeah, I don't think you were correct, but that's the number, apparently. If you want to ring up Cuba, 532-460-5387. Long story short there, yep. I actually did uh, go out on the beverages with a Cuba Gooding Jr. before Christmas. Just pick up that name. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, last question, question. So we said that's wrong. You got one, two, uh, three, four. You're only four from, no, five from eight. And the final question is. How many have we got to go? We've got two to go. The final final question. I have one. Yeah, go on. Is what is 80% of seven? Man, I've had two beers. I'm not meant to be thinking of this stuff. Um, 80% of seven is. Is six. So it's five. It's five point six. There are actually eight questions. So Round if we up. if we say six. that po- <laughs> you had to get at least six right. How many did you get right? Five. I'm out. Okay. 
Fair enough. But the good news is that quiz was totally useless because you actually are accepted into the AMCO Cup. Oh. The, uh, the, the, the powers that be, they voted seven people at the say that you're in. I think at least five voted. I'm adding two votes in for myself. Cocksmith, you are now part of the AMCO Cup. I hope everyone enjoyed that. That was like pulling teeth. But hopefully with the, um, the prize music in the background, that was actually decent entertainment. So thank you yep. to Glenn uh, and, and Brendan Clark for Thanks. the questions. Um, if you can give me the answers, that would be fantastic. Just remember one thing, ladies and gentlemen, Ricky Stewart is honest, reliable, and warm. You know what I'm, you know I'm going to try and do this year? I don't like to pop off early, but I'm going to try and get a Ricky interview for Not The Footy Show. I'm going to do my very, very best to get a Ricky interview for Not The Footy Show. I'm going to take a wild okay. stab in the dark. Canberra may need to win, ooh, I don't know, 7 to 10 to 15 games in a row for that to happen, but I, I do. No, nah, I reckon get him early. All right. Get him early before he gets the poops. Well, if you're keen for a road trip companion, give me a call and we'll see if we can make it happen. Okay. Uh, I'll speak to my man down there and see what we can do. As a result of those that quiz, BC, your question will get pushed to another week. We will break up the show, episode 182 of Not The Footy Show, after this. Okay, it's time to wrap up the show. Cocksmith, it's been a pleasure. We've talked for about ooh, 30 minutes or so. That's a nice uh, packaged up podcast for everybody. I'll uh, do the deed and get some stuff in between the segments. Uh, what are your thoughts on the season, mate? How do you want to approach it? Because we've sort of told people one element of how we'll do it, a couple of you know yeah. topics here and there. But is there anything else you want to bring to the show in 2018? Mate, um, no, I think we should just uh, keep doing the same, keep them nice and short. If we can get um, one a week uh, in, that'd be fantastic. Uh, if we can get more, even better. But, um, mate, yeah, I've, uh, you know, just about to kick off my 25th season in rugby league. Wow. Um, shooting rugby league, that is. I played rugby league for probably um, 12, 10 or 11 years before that. Um, so, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, who knows? It could be the last or it might be, you know, the first of many more to come. We'll see. We shall. That was a, a very serious and somber way to um, bring up the end of the podcast. Congratulations, yeah. mate. Well done. I hope it isn't the last <laughs> one. Um, you can follow Mr. Rob Cox. Whereabouts? Uh, Instagram is probably the best one, mate. At Rob Cox. Two, uh, two Bs on the Rob, R-O-B-B-C-O-X. And as of tonight, you'll be part of the AMCO Cup. So get ready, will, kids. Uh, you can you, follow... you guys are going to be sorry, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 you know I, honestly, like, like I'll tell you this as a, as, a, as a good friend, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be turning up <laughs> those notifications like you wouldn't believe. And I will actually give you, I'll, I'll take odds on the uh, two or three people in that group who will annoy you uh, within about, I don't know, three or four days. And you basically come back to me and saying, get me out of this group while I can. Well, send me the names of the annoying ones before I log in. <laughs> Uh, very good. All right, everyone, you can follow me at NRL Tweet on Twitter. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash NRL Podcast, and we do welcome any iTunes reviews you can chuck up there. Uh, please, for the new season, it would be great to have a few chucked in there. We'd end up getting up the uh, the podcast ratings for the next week or two. It would be a big help for us. If you actually want to put some sponsorship on this show, I'm going to say it again. We, we, we attract, you know, the best demographics that rugby league could hope for. That's that's the best yep. way I'll sell it. Um, and you're yep. also going to get some mild entertainment and a little bit of insight uh, sprinkled amongst it if we actually, I don't know, have a good night's sleep. I've been Warren Nicholson. Mm. I'm Rob Cox. And he will go to have his Thai seafood something. Yep. And uh, get the sticky tape out and fix those glasses.
<laughs> Mate, I've got contact lenses with me. I'm sweet. No worries at all. Mr. Rob Clark's pleasure as always. I'm Warwick Eagleson and we'll speak to you next time on Not The Footy Show. See you, mate. Not The Footy Show. He yelled Cartwright. <laughs> I missed that. Who's Cartwright? I'm Cartwright. <laughs> You're not Cartwright. Of course I'm not Cartwright! Pepsi.